Hello and thank you for joining us for uh, this short time in the Word we do each day. And uh, I just want to share some things that I believe will encourage and stir your heart uh, from the Word of God today. Now I want to read you a verse from John chapter 9 and verse 16. Uh, it says this, John 9, 16. It says, therefore some of the Pharisees said, now notice who's speaking here, it's the Pharisees. Uh, this is something that the religious leaders in Jesus' day said. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God. Now, what are they talking about? They're talking about Jesus. This is the religious leaders looking at Jesus and saying he's not from God. Now, this is, this is amazing, and we need to see something here. God manifested in the flesh. The word of God made flesh, God among us, uh, the very image of the father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, the very image of God, the, the, the likeness and the, and the exact representation of his being, according to Hebrews one, walked right in front of the, the religious leaders of the day, the people who should have known God, the people who should have recognized him. He walked right in front of them. And they didn't recognize him. They, 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 they even went as far as to say he's not from God. Now, how is it? How is it possible that, that the people who should have known God, they had the scriptures. They had the prophecies. How is it that they could have him walk right in front of them and yet not even think he's from God? And earlier on, in John chapter 1, it says he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. That, that's, a, that's a bit of a shaking statement, really. And, and you see, it, I wanna, this isn't just about what happened thousands of years ago. This is about what's happening today. Many Christians don't know how to recognize who God is. Many Christians, the one that we claim to know, the one that we claim to serve, uh, so many Christians cannot even recognize him. And when he tries to move and when he tries to do things, some Christians will say, oh, that's not of God. That's not God. And other times when God's not moving and he's not doing something, but it's just humans and flesh, they'll get Christians run after and say, oh, look what God's doing. And there's confusion. So many people don't know how. So just like the Pharisees in that day, they really didn't know him. And notice what it says. Let's read the rest of the statement. What the Pharisees said. They said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. In other words, they measured Jesus up against their own religious ideas. And because he didn't measure up to their religious impressions, they concluded he was not from God. Now we need to, we need to really listen to this. We need to really get a hold of this. There's confusion in the body of Christ these days. There's a lot of people that don't know what is God and what is not God. See, you listen to some groups of Christians, they'll tell you God no longer heals anymore. God no longer does any miracles. You listen to another group of Christians, they'll tell you, well, you know, sickness glorifies God. And God loves, he gets so much glory out of sickness. You listen to another group of Christians, they'll tell you God heals some people, but he doesn't heal everybody. You listen to another group of Christians, they'll say, God heals everybody. God heals all. Jesus is the same today. And people don't know. They don't know what to believe. 
And, and then you'll get the ones who preach Jesus heals everybody. And the ones who, who, who say Jesus doesn't heal anyone get angry at that group and say, no, that's not of God. Something's, something's wrong here. Why? What's going on? The real problem is we don't know God. We, we, we don't really know who he is. We don't know how to recognize him. We don't know how to recognize what is of God and what is not of God. And people are following after things that are being taught that are not in line with who he is. And they're getting confused and they're making claims. I don't know about you, but it's not nice when somebody lies about you. It's not nice when someone makes claims about you that are not true. How would you feel if someone spreads lies about you? Well, it's not nice. But, you know, if anybody has been lied about and has been consistently lied about and fallacies have been told about who he is, what he says and what he does, if there is anybody that falls into that category, it's God. He has had more lies told about him than anyone else. He has had more, more false claims made about who he is than anyone else. And people follow after all kinds of things. And it's sad. And we need to get to know who he really is. Now hear my heart today. Hear what I'm saying. I'm not trying to criticize people. I'm trying to encourage you. I'm saying it is vital that we get to know who he really is. So that we know what he really does and what he really wants to do today. And, and, and we don't just try to conform it to a an idea we have about him that might be wrong. See, the Pharisees had a wrong idea, even though they were supposed to be the leaders and the representatives of God on the earth at that time. And, and they were leading people in the wrong direction. And when Jesus came, they, they said, no, that's not God. That's not God. And yet it really was God. Many years ago, I was preaching in a church. And this is when I started preaching. Uh, I've been preaching uh, you know, over 26 years now or something like that. And um, I, when I was younger, I was preaching in a church and, and I preached a very basic message. I preached God is a good God. Now, there are scriptures all over the Bible. You can, that, that, that's a quote right out of the Bible. Uh, in Old Testament and New Testament, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The, the, the Lord is good. In other words, he is a good God. And um, after I preached that message, the pastor of the church, uh, uh, she, came, it was, uh, she came running up to me and she was wagging her finger at me like this. And she had this angry look on her face. And she said to me, how dare you preach that in my church? Well, there's a bit of a problem there because it's not her church. It's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not building our own little kingdoms here. Okay, and I don't want to go down on that. But what I want to say is, it shocked me. How could somebody get angry at preaching something the Bible actually says that God is a good God? And not just once, it's all over the scriptures. How could, how could someone push that away and not recognize it as being from God and of God and in line with the word of God? Now, anyway, there was another man in that church and he'd been listening uh, and he's sitting in the congregation and he came up to me afterwards as well. And he, his reaction was very different. He was crying. He had tears streaming down his face. And, 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 and he just, it's hard to describe, but he was just, had really been touched by, by what had been said. And, and he said something to me I have never forgotten. This is 25, 26 years ago he said this to me, and I, I've never forgotten this statement. 
He says, I have been in church for over 20 years and I have never heard that preached. Think about that for a minute. He's been going to church over 20 years and he has never heard anybody say God is a good God. What has he been hearing? Anyway, he went on and he said this to me. He said, if, if my God is the same as your God, in other words, if we're serving the same God, your version of him is much better. That's what he said to me. He says, if your God is the same as my God, then your version of him is much better. And I was touched by that statement. I smiled and we talked for a bit. I showed him some things in the word. And, and, and because I was only traveling in to, to teach in that church, you know, I never saw, the, never saw him again. Pastor never invited me back because she clearly was angry at what I was preaching. But that statement stayed with me. And, and through the years, I thought about it. And, and, and I thought about this. We are not supposed to all have our own little versions of God. There is only one true God. In fact, in the book of 1 John, he talks about the true God. Even within Christianity, people have their own versions. They have their own images of God. We make God in our image. We make him the way we think he is and the way we want him to be. The way that conforms to our religious ideologies. This is what the Pharisees have, had done. This is why when Jesus walked right in front of him, they couldn't even recognize God moving because he didn't conform to their version of God. We need to come to understand this. There is only one true God. There is not one God for this group of Christians who doesn't heal anymore. There is not another group God for this group of Christians who heals some people. And there is not another God who, for this group of Christians who heals everybody. There's only one, the true God. And we need to get to know who he really is. We need to start to hunger to know the true God. I want to know him. I want to know who he really is. I don't want to just conform him to my image and serve an image and an idea of God that is not consistent with who he really is. The, it, it, we should not have our own versions. If we are all getting to know the same God, then we should all know who he is in the same way. And if we're all coming up with completely different ideas about who he is, something's wrong. Just think about that for a moment. Now, let me read you something as we close today. Let me read you something out of John chapter 4. Now, in John chapter 4, Jesus was talking to, to the woman at the well. And many people are familiar with this passage. I'm not going to go into what the discussion between them. I want to look at what happened afterwards. Now, Jesus has been talking to this woman by the well. And, and she begins to realize he's the Christ. So in... in um, and about verse 28, John 4, 28, the woman goes, she runs back into the city and she starts to tell the people in the city that, could, is this the Christ? And, and she's preaching to them, really. And so the whole city comes out to Jesus to, uh, uh, to, to, to listen to him. And they ask him to stay for a couple of days so that he can teach them, which he does. Now, in verse 39 up to verse 42, there's a very fascinating statement. And I want you to let these words digest, just digest them, let them sink in and, and, and hear what I'm saying. 
In John 4, verse 39, it says this, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. Notice that phrase. They believed in him because of the word of the woman. In other words, all they knew about Jesus was what she had said. It was secondhand. It was her impression, what she had told them. Now, that's a good starting point. Many of us come into Christianity from what someone else says, and that's God works that way. And, and a lot of what we learn, the groundwork in our Christianity, is from someone else says. But you see, at some point, your knowledge of God, your understanding of God has to go beyond being secondhand. And, and, and everything you know about who he is, just being built on what someone else said. I've spoken to preachers, ministers, leaders in the church, and they, they quote commentaries more to me than they quote scripture. They use commentaries to back up their position and their belief. Well, this commentary says this. And I'll turn around and say, yes, but the Bible says this. Oh, yes, but yeah, but the commentary says this. See, many people are building what they know about God on what someone else said. Instead of sitting at his feet for themselves, getting to know him personally. I don't want to just know what some theologian 200 years ago said. I don't want to just know what some theological seminary says and what some person claims about God. I can learn some things. I'm not saying shut them up. Listen to them. But get to know him for yourself. Now, no, that was verse 39 that I read. Let me read verse 42. Just after that, after he stayed with them, verse 41, uh, it says this, And many more believed because of his own word. Now, just two verses earlier, it says they believed because of the word woman. Now it says they believed because of his own word. Why? They heard him for themselves. And then it says in verse 42, it says, Then they said to the woman, they went to the woman, and this is what they said. Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we have heard, for, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. In other words, it's not secondhand anymore. I don't just believe because of what someone else did. I'm not just following someone else. I have sat at his feet for myself. This is what they say. I'm not saying me. And this is what you should be able to say. I have listened. I have, I have got in, into his word for myself. I have spent time in his presence. I know him. I received him initially because of what someone else said. But now I've gotten to know who he is. And if you get to know who he really is and you sit at his feet and you hear his word and get established in who he really is. And we move away from all of these different versions of God that we have. You know what will come? We'll get to know the same God and we'll know him in the same way. And we'll get to know who he really is and what he really does. And this is the, this is there's such a need for this in Christianity right now. There is such a need for us to get into the word of God, to just stop, stop listening to 101 different voices and claims about him and get to know who he really is and follow after what is really of him. 
so that we don't fall in the same trap as the, as the Pharisees. And God begins to move and half of us say, that's not God and we reject it. And we, well, if you're rejecting what God is doing, you are rejecting God. And we don't want to be in that position. We want to be able to know him. We want to be able to recognize him. So hear my heart today and let this encourage you. Let this stir something inside of you that I really want to know the true God. I want to get, you see, let me say this before I finish. There's a difference between being introduced to someone and knowing them. Just because you shook someone's hand at, 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 you know, at a business event once, you know, you, 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 you can say, well, I know them. And if someone says, well, do you know so-and-so? You go, yeah, I, I met them two years ago. We shook hands once. I know them. You really know them. Just because you, you met them, just because you were introduced to them. See, you can know someone on a different level. Now, if you're married, I hope you know your partner, your husband or your wife better than, you, than someone who you just met once two years ago and shook their hand once. And why, why would you know one person better? Because you've actually spent time with them. You've actually heard their heart. You've gotten to know who they are. Many Christians have been introduced to God but they, and to Jesus, but they've never really gotten to know him. They've never taken it past there into an intimate walk with him where they have actually spent time in his word and spent time in his presence finding out who he really is. So let that be my encouragement to you today. Get to know him. Take it past just surface level knowledge that's all based upon someone else's claims. And get to know him for yourself. So God bless you. And thank you again for listening to these. I appreciate that. And thank you for sharing them. Thank you for liking them. I appreciate that. And get the word out there, helping other people to hear these messages as well. We'll be back again tomorrow for some more. Let me pray for you. Father, we just come before you. Uh, and we want to know you. We want to know who you really are. Lord God, that's my heart cry. I know Paul, Paul in the word, he cried out, I want to know him. To know him, that's my heart cry. And let that be our heart cry this morning, Father God. Let that be our desire. We really want to know who you really are, the true God. And, and, and what you really want to do in our lives. And, and teach us, help us. Help us to see you for who you really are. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all.